Welcome to Eclipse, a Dungeons & Dragons sci-fi fantasy thriller. I'm Jeremy Fair, and I'll be your Dungeon Master. I'm Adam Deweese, and I will be your illithid cleric, Dr. Shepard. I'm Megan Kelleher, and I will be your human monk, Ava Elkin. I'm Rob Clark, and I will be your Warforged Artificier, Info Fuscat. I'm Whitney Mullen, and I'll be playing Rita Nove and ASMR Bard. And I'm Patrick Collins, playing Kanan Vergas, the Tiefling Wild Magic Sorcerer. Last time on Eclipse, you were all captured and being taken um, to what Dr. Shepard has figured out to be the Moon of Sentinel. And while you were all being taken uh, to some sort of prison or, or holding cell uh, on Sentinel, you all attempted to break out while you're still in transit on the ship. And you did break out, at least of the cell, but um, you were all quickly stopped as it seemed there were a lot of uh, pretty strong... Uh, get soldiers, especially one of them, seemed to really just be running the show, knocking people out left and right with a sword. And before long, you were all put back in your cell. And there you um, wait. Those of you that surrendered are conscious. Those who were unconscious had laid there for some time. And at one point, a gift scientist had come in to give them some sort of medicine. And they would uh, eventually revive them. Uh, those of you that were unconscious are, are no longer unconscious, but you are certainly sore, and you have, are now back in this prison. But we're actually going to start off with Dr. Shepard. And Dr. Shepard, you have just locked up the Eclipse. You have put Gary on security mode and asked him to go under stealth, which... Is not perfect. The stealth is more so stealth from um, scanners, not so much from visuals. I mean, uh, there is a little bit of, of visual trickery going on, but if you know you're like where you're standing right now, you can just see there's a big ship parked in the middle. That's more for like a distance from scanners. But you have begun walking out onto the wilderness of the, the moon of Sentinel. Is there anything you brought with you? Are there any special. Um, declarations you'd like to make that uh, to tell me how you decided to travel or are you simply just walking in the direction the ship was traveling last so how's the atmosphere am i doing good i would have done a quick test of the air before i uh, made the journey so like if i needed to swap any like a, a crystal to my suit for either like hot uh extreme heat or extreme cold or if it's like manageable then i'm just gonna just set off as is with my gear. You seem very comfortable. You feel like this weather is great. It's a little bit colder, actually, than what you're used to on um, Torel, but you do feel like it's uh, like you like this temperature. You also seem to be able to breathe the air with no issue. Sweet. Uh, then in that case, yeah, I'm going to just uh, keep trekking. I don't really. The one thing I do want to do is I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself my vigilant blessing, which 
is a uh, cleric twilight domain thing where I can just like pretty much at will give advantage on the next initiative roll to a creature to to one creature at a time. Okay. Um, other than that, I think I'm good. I don't think I've got anything like I want to be casting or doing anything. I just want to have that on me and just uh, keep walking to presumably where my friends are. Okay. And yeah, you just start walking in the direction of of where the ship was traveling. And while you're walking, it has been probably a good 20 or 30 minutes of you walking at this point, And you haven't seen anything living. There are some trees or things that resemble trees. They seem much thicker and yet no leaves or fruit or anything coming off of them. They seem like just the most barren of trees. And then the, the wood that they are made of seems really dark and almost like so hard it almost feels like it's made of rock it would it would almost feels like and you know the ground is like that that very dark black soot type color and you don't see anything of life here really while you're walking are you are you like trying to contact anyone are you trying to do anything or are you just walking and hoping to see something Mm, yeah i mean maybe i mean you said i've only been walking half hour maybe like every 10 minutes i'll just try the magic com again just see if i get any luck so first of all, do you, you don't all have your Magicons with you, do you? I'm pretty sure they took them from us. Mm-hmm. They've been taken. Rodney is on the other side. Does Rodney contain a Magicom? Or he doesn't because... No. Um, Steve? Steve has one and Steve is with Shepard. Did Steve get left on the Eclipse with Gary? Or, well, with the AI thing that is Gary? Has Dr. Shepard... Have I seen any kind of combat powers from Steve or is he pretty much as a walking Magicom? Um, I mean, he had basic homunculus attack stuff, but that infusion has dissipated because of the time since he was defeated. So he's just a Magicom again. Yeah, but if I had seen him like do any kind of fighting before, I would have brought him with me just kind of as I had so I could have some kind of fodder. <laughs> I mean, a friend. So yeah, you are contacting those Magicoms, but there never seems to be a response. I turned Steve's down because I don't like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I'm getting feedback. Yeah, I'm getting feedback. And we'll go back to the rest of the party. So after a while, you will have about four or five Githyanki come marching up to the cell. Uh, judging by the way the ship has been feeling, you assume it's either stopped moving or even landed completely. And then... Pushing through these other Githyanki will be the one that is dressed in the captain's uniform and the one that um, called for all of your arrest. Now, you are about to go away for a very long time. So I want you to stand up and you will not be giving me any resistance or my ten men and the 75 on the other side of the wall will be taking you down. Because this ship is but one in a fleet. So it'd be in your best interest not to try anything. And you see that all the Githyanki do have their swords on their sides, but they are all holding rifles. So it seemed like before, like, they're always carrying their sword, and they didn't expect a surprise attack. But these ones are, like, armed. They have the swords and the rifles in their arms, and they are just prepared to march you all out. Now stand. And you will all be coming with me. He's going to turn around and begin to walk away. And the other Githyanki will move. Um, the door will open. 
and there are like five Gith Yankee standing there with like a space in between them for you all to walk. And one of them will go, well, walk. Couple questions. One, uh, would there have been time for us to short rest before all this? Yes. So you've you've definitely rested since then. Uh, the other question I have is if I could do an insight check on that dude when he was talking about how they have all this whole 75 guys and a whole fleet of ships. Yeah, do an insight check. That may be the first insights check of the show. Uh, it's only a 12. It's kind of hard to tell. I mean, he certainly seems serious. He seems like he believes himself, if anything. It's worth knowing. So, the, you know, it's either true or this person is just arrogant or both. Okay. Are you all going to comply? Or is anyone going to try anything? Did I have a chance to repair Rodney in the time since? No, Rodney was put on the shelf and is just laying there in pieces. Is there going to be any kind of a trial or anything? Or do, or do we just go to jail? Is that how your law works here? You will wait in jail and we will call your alliance and we will determine the legality of your trespassing. So you will call the Lord's And in alliance. that time, yes, you will sit in jail, yes. Because if what you say is true, then we'll know just who to blame. Well, hopefully they're convincing in a way that we weren't. So if anything, this person certainly seems to believe you're trespassing. Lita got hit really hard, and this person um, does not seem to see reason, because they're just very much like arguing with a 13-year-old who thinks they know everything. Um, So she's just kind of keeping her mouth shut, and it's like, cool, whatever. (laughs) I don't know what we can do. Like, I, I... We fucked around. We found out. I don't... I think Ava, at the very least, is like, well, my method of fucking around is clearly not working here. And you all are marched out of the cell. You are led forward through the ship. And they're going to attempt to take you right outside the side airlock and into some location that you're not certain of yet. Is anybody going to do anything to attempt to interrupt this process? We don't get a lawyer or anything. It's like they're making the phone call. We're not entitled to representation or a fair trial. No. <laughs> Are you saying this out loud to the Get the Yankee? You know, I'll say out loud, like, you know, where we're from, we're entitled to a lawyer and a fair procedure. Well, we are not at where you are from. We thought the Gith were an advanced race of people who would have had an incredibly, you know, formalized and just system of law and order. I just really hate to see one of you guys lose your job over some stupid misunderstanding like this. I don't think I'll be the one losing my job. You are obviously spies. My eyesight isn't even that good, my friend. We're we're archaeologists. I'm not lying, and because you, I'm not very good at lying, to be honest with you. Do you see how well we tried to escape? <sighs> you think we're spies? I'm not going to argue with prisoners. Take them, and they're going to all start moving you off the ship, and then the side door will open, and you are led into a very bright large, light-filled room. The room appears to be a massive docking bay. Inside, it's like an absolutely enormous garage. The ship that you are standing in 
is close to at least 100 feet long and you know including the wings like probably close to that wide as well and there are multiple of them parked in this large landing bay so this is a very big place all along the walls are various massive lights mechanical structures there are machines um, that don't look too different from construction equipment on Terrell these things are giant these things are made for you know lifting large chunks of rock that are the size of buildings or moving full ships around and you are unloaded in this place when you get off the ship there are a, a platoon of about 16 more get Yankee they all seem to be similarly dressed and in the front Another Get Yankee who's wearing a uniform similar to that of the captain that has arrested you all will greet the captain. They're standing a little bit far away, and this, this room you're in is very loud and echoey, and there's a lot of machinery and fans spinning in here. And um, it's very hard to kind of hear what they're saying, but before too long, there is um, something similar to a salute, and you'll see this platoon of 16 Get Yankee move to the side as you are all led deeper into this building. If you look behind you, you will see that it opens up to this massive, massive, like multi-hundred foot long door, uh, opens up into the dark sky outside. It appears to be nighttime currently. You can see a lot of stars and things in the distance. It looks pretty clear, but it's, it's pretty hard to tell where you are from this point. And you are all being led inside. As you're walking, the captain that arrested you will walk back up to you all. Now, I expect you all to be on your best behavior here as well. Because some would call me compassionate. They'll have your head if you mess around again. I am trying to find out why you're here. They're going to want to try to execute you, so you better keep your mouths and your minds in the right place. And he's... uh going to then look at one of his soldiers and point, and they're going to continue leading you forward. Do we have our hands tied behind our back? I assume that we're... You do? Okay. Yeah, all your hands are um, secured behind your back with those kind of magnetic-type magic handcuffs. I'm going to do the uh, COVID greeting to this one, and like stick my elbow out. Be like, uh, Lita Neve, um, nice to meet you. What's your name? Oh, that is the captain that you've already been dealing with this whole time. No, the one that said they're compassionate. He's the one that said he, uh, someone call him compassionate. The asshole? Is the guy who, uh, kicked Rodney and killed him, uh, with us, or is he still hanging on? Yeah, so you are being led away from one of these ships and heading deeper into this building, and not only are there, like, the 16 new Githyanki with their captain, but the captain that has arrested you all, one of his men, which is the one that had kicked Rodney, are all the ones surrounding you as they're leading you into this place. Uh, Info's going to look over at that guy and lock eyes with him, and he's going to say, Hmm, you know, this would sound much more intimidating if I hadn't been reset to factory defaults when I was turned back off and on, but if I can get you alone, I will kill you. Oh no! Yes. Yoda. Kermit. Kermit, yes. It's Frank Oz. It's just generic Frank Oz. I love it. He's going to just uh, look at you and just go, Shut your mouth, prisoner. Or we'll be dismantling you next. And um, you get taken deeper into this place. You were led to these two large metallic doors. There are two Githyanki guards standing in front of them. 
And behind you, you know, behind this crew that you're surrounded by, there is that large group that seemed to follow you all, but then remain in the uh, kind of engineering bay here um, in this massive garage and seem to be maybe guards. Uh, who knows? They're like, uh, just maybe just the patrol for now. And you were taken to these two double doors. The two Githyanki will move aside yeah. and... You are all led into a very large elevator. This elevator is uh, a good maybe 20 by 20 feet. Seems like it's made uh, to be capable of moving machinery or even small vehicles. And it starts it starts to lift upward deeper into this building. Once again, you, you really don't know where you are at all. Is there elevator music or is it just awkwardly quiet? It is silent unless you're all making sounds. <laughs> we can make really crappy elevator music. I can just start humming. Do like a Kenny G solo. Um. We're an acapella group in our spare time, so we're like do 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 do. You're rising up in this elevator, and you all are humming, and this seems to irritate the one in front as he just keeps looking back at you all, and he's like, "Shut your mouth!" Our, Our mouths are shut. We're humming. When you get to the top, there is another doorway, and that door will open at your presence and you will all move forward into a hallway where it seems to feel like you're in some sort of large maybe office at this point the walls seem to be like a white or a stone like maybe concrete very bland um, to your right or left of this large hallway that you're being led into are two more doors and then it continues forward um, to where you just see that it tees once more there are two get Yankee guards that you can see in this area and they are all similarly dressed and, and armed in this way. And when they walk in, um, the guard will actually kind of pull like this card uh, that's uh, in its pocket and show it to them. And you'll see one of them scan it with some sort of device. Um, and when that happens, they will look satisfied and step back to their posts. And all of you begin to move forward and be led further down this hall you pass both those doors and are head towards the T where once again to your right is another one of those doors and to the left is a medium sized hallway and two gith stand there and this small militia that is surrounding you will walk up this hallway and the same thing will happen one of these two guards will scan this captain's ID badge and return to their post and the door will open and you are led deeper inside this place and we're going to go back to Dr. Shepard at that point do you suffer from chronic storytelling dysfunction do you find you're overrun with trite tropes and cliche character patterns well you're not alone in my old age I was tired of boring stories but thanks to Dice Chronicles I feel young again if you suffer from a lack of creative world building or one dimensional character development Dice Chronicles may be just what you need. My characters always felt flat and unable to perform, but with Dice Chronicles, I'm not afraid of being my true self. Before I started listening to Dice Chronicles, I felt so alone in my hunger. But now I'm a first-rate villain. Dice Chronicles gave me a purpose, but most importantly, it gave me a terrible French accent. Hi, I'm Yarn, and before Dice Chronicles, I used to be terrified of magic, but now after just a few episodes, I've got magic pouring out of my eyeballs. I used to suffer from crippling anxiety, but thanks to Dice Chronicles, now I only suffer from anxiety from going on an adventure with my friends. 
Dice Chronicles is not responsible for rolling natural ones, TPKs, or the general feeling that our characters are better than yours. Ask your DM today if Dice Chronicles is right for you. Find us at podbean.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy, and I just wanted to take a moment to talk to you about our newest sponsor, Abide Asteria. So Abide Asteria is this brand new tabletop role-playing system, and it is unlike any tabletop game that I have ever played before. So you actually don't even use dice. This is a card-based system, and you don't need to buy, you know, some Abide Asteria cards and then buy some new ones with an expansion or anything like that. All you need is a standard deck of playing cards and you are ready to play Abide Asteria. On top of that, Abide Asteria is 100% free. All you need to do is go to AbideAsteria.com and they have everything you need to get started right now. I'm talking quick rules, character building, class options, race options, Everything that you can think of is right there on AbideAsteria.com. They even have character sheets that you can use so that you can play the game right away. It is a super, super awesome system. It's very innovative. It is a combination of both sci-fi and fantasy elements. It really hits all the different points that I'm looking for when it comes to playing a tabletop role-playing game. Jerundu and I actually had the pleasure of being able to test this game out the other day and I'm telling you everybody I am not exaggerating when this is one of the most innovative and one of the most fun tabletop role-playing systems that I have ever played when you go to abideasteria.com they have all the rules for you right there 100% free very well organized very very easy to get through it's extremely approachable the game and player's guide is also digital so it has these built-in hyperlinks where anytime it's referencing something in the text you just click the link and it takes you to that part of the document it was a whole lot of fun and you really need to go check it out once again that is abide hysteria and you can find that at abidehysteria.com hi i'm cameron i'm christian i'm dylan and, and we're, we're table, table talk, talk. Join us as we bring together longtime dungeon masters and players, YouTubers and podcasters, authors, and more. Chat about everything tabletop RPG related. Everything from play styles, world building and lexicon, game reviews, interviews with professional content creators, homebrew monsters and spells, lore, and even special holiday themed content. Keep those dice rolling. Hail Vecna! Dr. Shepard, you've been walking. At this point, maybe it's only been 30 minutes since the last time, so about an hour total since you've left the ship. And as you walk, the flatness of this place, it seems like you can definitely see in, in the distance mountains and cliff sides and things like that, but you don't see anything that's like a beautiful forest. Uh, the sky itself even seems kind of gray as it's reflecting what most of this planet looks like, which seems into the sky, which seems to be this bland nothingness certainly not blue and as you just keep trying your calm again and again and again and you're fooling with it and turning these dials and adjusting it and because the way it works is you are able to match it with other comms that you are like familiar with and stuff like that and you know you're just trying to reach them and you'll actually hear a voice go like captain captain can you hear me it's like cutting out can you hear me can I roll to see if I can tell if I've heard the voice before or if it sounds like 
Or um, what language is it? I think I'd be able to tell that, right? Uh, yeah. So it's common. It's common. As far as you can tell. I mean, it's hard to even get what they're saying. You heard Captain. And that wasn't common. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I'm probably gonna. I'll move. tell you, it didn't sound like a gift Yankee. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's what I'm gonna. Okay. I'll take a few more steps in the direction I was going, and uh, and try my luck on it. Hello. There'll be silence for a second, and then like, <gasps> it's is that you, Cap- Captain? Cap- Can you hear me, Captain? I'll keep walking. Um, I I feel like I'm getting. I'm, I feel like it's in the direction I'm going because that's when it started coming in. So I'll take a couple more steps. I'll just continue walking, and I'll, I'll try again. Captain who? You keep moving as you're moving in that direction and moving faster and faster. And this voice that keeps crackling in and out finally starts becoming more and more clear. And you just hear it go like, Captain, can you hear me? Captain, this is Erky Timbers. Or can you hear me? Captain. <laughs> I'm Dr. Shepard, who's Erky Timbers. I'm with the Gary and the Eclipse. Where's your location? Sentinel. Are you with the captain? Which captain? Have you have you seen Captain Burke? Do I do I know that name? You don't know. Seems like a silly name to you. Yeah, I know. It sounds like something from Star Trek or something. Um, mm, I show info always watches. <laughs> I don't know a Captain Burke. Um, you may know Lida. Lida. Lords. Are- Who are you? Where, where is your location? Where on Sentinel are you? This voice gets clear. It's getting clearer and clearer. Identify your location. Mm, desert. Well, of course it's a desert. Damn it! <laughs> Who are you? How'd you get this line? Mm, Magicom Lords Armada. Lords Armada. Well, hell, what's your ID number? Identify yourself, then, soldier. Mm, sixty-nine. That seems pretty low. Are you sure you're part of the Lords Armada? Mm-hmm. The previous sixty-nine died, and I cleaned it. So I, I really do think, like, when I came in to the Lords Armada, whoever did have sixty-nine had just died, and they like just had like that number in the pool. Um, so I took it because it was the lowest one, and I thought it would be cool to have the low number. If you're part of the Lord's Armada, then you should know Captain Burke. Are you sure you're not a gift Yankee? What are you? I'm, uh, you may call me a Mind Flayer, but I prefer Illithid. You don't hear, you don't hear anything. You don't hear anything back. <laughs> I didn't catch your name. Mrs. Erky Timbers. Um, yeah, it's how did I forget? I did catch your name. What is he, is this mind flayer doing here of all places? I thought you're all wiped out. Nope. I'm on the crew of the eclipse. We are an archaeological, archaeological, uh, group. And my friends were taken captive by Gith. So if you could help. It would be much appreciated. Erky? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I need to find you somehow. If all you can give me is Mm. desert, we're going to have to do better than that. Even still, you must be within three miles. I can hear you pretty well. Mm, Can you track my Magicom? Perhaps, but I'm not even sure what channel I'm on. I'm, I'm, 
I've been looking for Captain Burke here for two days. He was supposed to meet me a week ago. And I, I, I flew around, came back, and now I'm just parked here. How did you get here? Well, I flew Gary here after following my friends who have been held captive. Gary? You mean he flew you here? I got myself a Gary myself. Gary 2.0, in fact. There is only one Gary. <laughs> That's objectively not true. <laughs> uh, well, the Eclipse, specifically. The Eclipse. The Eclipse. I haven't heard it yet. Mm, that's unfortunate. Must be, a, must be a real pack of heroes. We're meant to just do research. We were actually on one of our earliest missions when we were confronted by Gith Yankee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that reminds me. What the hell are you doing here? They're going to kill you. If what you're telling me is true, you're a dead man walking. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you could help Erky and um, maybe we could save Captain Burke after. All right. All right. I'll, I'll try to track you down. Stay where you are. Hey, you happen to have any explosives on you? Maybe something that can make a, a lot of noise or a lot of light. Probably help this process a little further. I've got... Hmm, let me look at my equipment. I've got fairy fire I can light myself on uh, with fairy fire bright purple light. All right. I'll try to track you, see if I can get you within a mile. You start making some lights, I'll see if I can find you. So I'll think I'll wait until I, I feel like he's a little bit closer, and then I'll cast fairy fire on myself. So while Erky is trying to find your location, we will return back to the other crew and uh, go back inside this place. So you're you're all being led down this hallway, and you're brought yet to a, another set of doors, and that doors were two guards, and after being scanned, those doors opened. And before you, you were revealed a large room. This large room had a set of stairs to the right. And when I say large, I mean, it, it really is like a probably a good 100 feet long, maybe close to 60 feet wide. And there are multiple stalls that you can see within this room. Um, in these stalls are these large glass and metal vats with liquid bubbling in them of glowing lights. And, and this liquid seems, or maybe it's the light passing through the liquid to be glowing in different hues. And you see strange shapes inside of them, creatures and uh, some humanoids, some not, some with large tentacles and things hanging off them, others with limbs that um, are hard for you to describe as they just seem nothing like you've ever seen before. And then, you know, you're catching glimpses of all these things. In this room, you see only two guards. They seem to be walking around, not too high on alert, but they certainly jump to attention when the door slides open. And they will both turn and look, and the captain will say, We got some more for the cells. We're bringing them through. And he's already holding up his badge. These ones don't even seem to scan him. They're just kind of like, oh, yes, sir. Uh, and, and one of them will, that's kind of in front of these stairs to the right seems to move out of the way. It's also worth noting that in this room to the left is a set of double doors, which all the doors you've gone through so far, except for the main elevator, have just been smaller single doors. But you are not led towards that door. You are led away from these tanks with these strange objects uh, inside them, these strange creatures even, and up these stairs where you are brought to one more single door. And when that door opens, you find yourself in some large indoor cave. The parts of the walls are cement and seem to be worked with masonry and have part of the metallic, sleek, uh, futuristic look that the rest of the inside of this building has. 
But then it gets to a point where it seems to be digging right into the side of some sort of stone. And on top of that, in the middle of this room, there are more than half this massive room, which is literally two, maybe 200 by 200 feet. It's covered in sand all over the place with boulders distributed randomly amongst it. You see in this room that there are maybe four or five humanoid prisoners chained in different places. They seem to be working with uh, hammers and things like that, um, all chained just far enough from each other that they couldn't even reach one another's chains with the hammers, and they each seem to be pounding into these rocks as if mining things. Um, you also see, standing um, just on the platform in this room, uh, and I don't have it on the map, uh, standing on this platform in the room is a very large creature that looks kind of like an orc to you, but is about 14 feet tall. Um, he looks larger than a hill giant, he has a spiked, um, I wouldn't even call it a mohawk because it certainly doesn't look like hair. It looks like like almost like a spiked fin going down his back. And his skin is more blue than green. Um, other than that, the tusks and the general shape of the body does seem very orcish. Um, but you've never seen something quite like this before. This thing is standing there and it's just holding an enormous club. And um, when it walks in, it'll turn and go, Identify! And uh, when that happens, the captain will go, Yes, yes, I'm just bringing some prisoners through, Uthgar. Calm yourself. Identify. I think, th- I think this is where I'm going to kick out Apricot. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, I, think, I think before we enter this cave, I'm going to um, just kick Apricot out of my uh, leg. Into the cave or into the previous room? Into the previous room, because I feel like we're going to be With put the in tanks. this cave. Yes. Okay. So Apricot jumps out as you're walking up the stairs, and then you're led into this room. And yeah, it's almost like boardwalks kind of to the side of the sand. They're, they they split in two directions, right and left, and then they lead down uh, with wooden steps. And then it's just this room of sand where you see these various prisoners chained to the ground. From what you can tell, one of these prisoners appears to be a um, maybe like an elf, but it, it's hard to tell because the, the skin color is more olive and less like white and pasty. It's more like, I don't know, you haven't seen a lot of uh, moon elves before, but this might be a moon elf. You're not sure. You see in the middle what looks to be honestly like some sort of goblin creature, but its skin is like bright red and almost seems like, it looks so bright that it looks like it's like magma almost. Like it seems very, very strange, but its general shape seems to be that of a goblin. In the back, you just see a human and the humans just stand there wearing like a pair of tattered, like black pants and uh, doesn't seem to have a shirt and has these like welts, like these whip marks it looks like all over the person's back. The other creatures, except for the, I guess not the other creatures, but the elf is is fully clothed, but also in these tattered rags. The small creature in the middle is not clothed at all, but like it's made of this weird, like honestly, it looks like its body's made of magma almost. And um, that's what you see in this room. How about you all actually make a perception check? Love to perceive a 17. Eight. Info got a 20. All right. So I think with a 20 and a 17, not only are you seeing this massive uh, orc-like creature that seems to be named Uthgar, you're also seeing these three prisoners. But, but you also notice moving through the sand, you see these, it just looks like one set of large spiked fins 
that seem to be coming out of, out of the sand as if maybe a shark or a dolphin's fin might stick out of the water in an ocean. And it seems to be moving around quite quickly. From what you can tell, this it's, sand looks like normal sand, like it would be dense and hard to do that. But this thing seems to be moving at a pretty quick speed. And it is kind of just in a circle, like moving around, you know, not really like towards anyone and certainly not towards any of you, but just you just notice that it's there. And towards the very, very back of this room is a another door, except this door does not look like a metal sliding up-to-date door. This just looks like a big, large wooden door. And after Uthgar seems satisfied with checking the identity of uh, this captain who seems to know him, judging by the annoyance in his voice when he talks to him, he'll say, Now may I take my prisoners through here, Uthgar? Or are you going to try to show me your collections again? No, you can pass. And uh, Uthgar just steps aside, hoisting that big club up on his shoulder. And you are all allowed to pass and led down these stairs into this area where all the sand and three prisoners are mining. Are any of you going to do anything other than spectate? Or are you simply going with the flow until something uh, happens? Can I try to catch the eyes of the human? It's like really rare to see other humans in space. I think I would be really curious. Like, what's this guy doing here? You are looking, they, they do seem um, to be looking, you know, not at you all, but they are like looking over as they're working. Uh, it seems to be like a air of maybe fear or, or anxiety to them as they don't stop working, but they do look and take notice and seem surprised at your presence, but they're all working. And yeah, this one uh, at the end, he'll meet eyes with you. Seems uh, to be a young man, maybe in his 20s. Info heard them talking to Uthgar be like what do you collect what what you say i said what do you collect big guy trinkets Ooh, trinkets i would be happy to see such a collection perhaps i should add you to collection and he starts walking forward with like his big club and the captain goes Uthgar, no not yet they haven't even seen trial besides they'll probably want them to work in the crystal mines not up here in your playpen Come, we're moving deeper. And he begins to lead you all forward towards this big wooden door. When it opens, it looks like you're just being led into even a more and more rudimentary looking cave. And it seems like all the pleasantries of the more modern style building are completely gone. And you're just descending down some very amateurly hewn steps. They do not seem to be expert masonry. It seems like they're just carved into the rock itself. And you're being taken down deeper and deeper into what appears to be your prison and deeper away from Dr. Shepard. And I think that's where we can end this episode.
you can keep up to date with all of the Eclipse content by following us on Twitter. That's at EclipsePod. We are super, super active on Twitter. And you can also go to TheEclipsePod.com where you can learn about our show and our crew and the voice actors that are playing the characters on Eclipse. Eclipse is part of the Majestic Goose Podcast Network, so you'll definitely want to go and check that out as well. We are home to over a dozen amazing podcasts and streams, everything from actual plays to talk shows. We even do a weekly live nerdy craft stream on Twitch, so we really do all of it here at the Majestic Goose Network. We release new content six days a week with shows like Doom Clock, One Shot Onslaught, Halfway to Heroes, Dice Talk, Roll for Weird, and many, many more. So go to MajesticGoose.com and check out all of that awesome stuff that we're doing. Check out our streaming schedule and come say hi to us. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next time on Eclipse.